0: pot you're here with reggie and xavier your host and this is sometimes you're the frog welcome
1: back to sometimes you're the frog guys we're here with tony cruz uh i think it's a little reductive to just say he's a sound artist but we'll let him get more into this his catalog is expansive and awesome from recreating and flipping go-go and to London Fashion Week to, you know I mean? To all types of shit that we just going, you know, whatever you feel like you want to talk about, that's what we're going to get
2: into. So cool. first of all, we definitely honored to have you here. Like.
1: Welcome
0: to the um, plot zone.
2: Yeah, likewise, likewise, man. You know, just. You know, it's good to actually get to chop it up with y'all because our combos always seem to be in passing, you know, whether it's, like, through, like, you know, yeah, or, you know what I'm saying. I I'm definitely be up in Chicago more often, so I'm going to have to fuck with y'all on the one-to-one. But, yeah, it's an honor to be on this podcast, man. I hear so much about it. I've tuned in a couple episodes myself. Um, So, yeah, it's an honor to be here,
0: you know. We appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate
2: you, bless. Um,
1: you brought up Vancouver. Um, you wanna talk about the opportunity or
2: yeah, yeah. So that's that's um, you know, I'm in a long distance relationship, so I'm just trying to make that work. And and um another part of the you know, being a global person and not necessarily keeping myself tied down to any one place, um something that a shovel would always say this is that, you know, we're of the world, you know, we're not so, you know, while I i rep, you know, where I'm from, a hundred and fifty percent, I'm always putting on for PG. And um, I think it's important for me to put on for PG and the DMV, um, just through modeling, you know what I'm saying? By being myself and yeah. being true to my values for Just being an extension. Exactly, exactly. So we definitely want fade this Vancouver joint. It's an engineering job. Um, I do IT engineering. Um, right now I'm working for a company, (laughs) you know, um, I'm working for a couple companies for real, for real. And I've always done that on the side, whether it was contracting in DC, I worked at NASA for a little bit. Um, well, actually I worked there for like six, seven years for real, for real. And, um, so, yeah, this Vancouver is just the next extension of that part of my creative career, but also give my relationship opportunity to be, uh, you know, to be closer, to do the little things that in a relationship that, that, that you know, that folks tend to take for granted. So, I'm definitely really pursuing this um, Vancouver joint. You know, they hit me up. I made my LinkedIn official and I've been getting hollered at by all these recruiters. You know, they get like a little uh, percentage of, uh, if they land a the joint. So they trying to make a little commission off me, but I ain't mad either because I really love the Pacific Northwest. I love it. I lived in Seattle for like a year um, when I first left uh, Maryland, uh, DC area. And um, man, I was just, you know, it was just amazing. The people that I met there, the weather, and then just also just like the general disposition of folks in Pacific Northwest was something that was really interesting to me. It was something that in in a few ways, and we'll probably get in touch with it because I moved there during a weird time. I, when I moved there, then COVID like really first started, mm-hmm. and then also the protests and like you know like all of that stuff was really, really really turning up, especially in Seattle at that time. So I feel like I didn't get the experience there that I you know that I really really could have got gotten. Could have gotten, yeah, because it was it was hectic, especially for black man. It was hectic. Um, but, you know, the time that I did spend there, I made some really solid connections. I met some lifelong friends. And so if I can get to Vancouver then not even have access to that part of my life again, to, to give, it a, give it the fair one. So we're gonna see what they're talking about.
0: Word. So has movement been something that you've had to get accustomed to, or is it something that you're just, it's like a byproduct of the certain type of life or actions you want associated with your life? You know, like, is it home for you to be in constant movement right now? Or is that what you're hoping the Vancouver trip, will, like, I don't know, bring the light or something?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, one thing that that I found is that no matter where I am, I'm just a phone call or a group chat away from people that I love. And sometimes for me to love people the most in the best way that I can, I do have to be away. Like, I just have to be on my own devices. I have to be self-reliant. Um, I can't, I you know, it's really, it's really, 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 really nice to be home when I am home now and I take it for granted. And I realized that I took it for granted while I was there, just how sweet it really was and just what it's like to grow up in the area with so many brilliant, unique black folks, <laughs> you know? So, so I just kind of like, I really love, you know, just being myself where I am because if I, if I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, it's kind of hard, it's kind of hard, like my job is kind of what makes me be able to, you know, be in motion. Um, if I think if I didn't have this career path, then you know I'd probably be fine being at home, you know what I'm saying? But, but fortunately I have this, I have the kind of got kind of job where I'm the kind of person that's setting up the infrastructure for folks to be able to do their work securely on the road. So it's only right that I really do the same thing. Um, yeah, basically just because with the with the work stuff is basically just engineering um, the Mac environment for different big companies. And so that's the Mac infrastructure. So the Apple computers, you know, I put all the software on them, I make all the software and policies available for it. And when they have issues and they put in tickets and stuff, I'm the one that's working with the technicians to give them the solutions to give the people, which was the same thing I was doing at NASA. Um, and then before NASA, it was the same thing I was doing for the parking plan that helped us. So, you know, over, over time, it started moving up. And yeah, now I'm just able to be on the road for real and be able to take in new inspiration. The one thing that I love about being on the road, a lot of, a lot of when I'm doing like digging for records and I've been doing a lot of joints where I just chop up samples that I find um, whenever I, I just like, I like CDs and I like tapes. I love records of course, but like my, my medium that I grew up with was more like CDs, records and tapes, Um, CDs and tapes. And um, it's cool to pick up CDs in a place that I would have ordinarily never been, Mm -hmm. you know, like picking up some CDs down the street. Right now I'm in Columbus, Ohio. So just literally just pick, I'll go in there, you know, basically just pick up five, six CDs. And for some reason here, they'll have like, I don't know, I should grab some of these joints. just to kind of show you how to kind of, hold on, let me make sure. Yeah. Make sure my hard drive is ejected before I oh, so be do anything silly. <laughs> Lose entire years of projects. I would be having projects on like, on like, five different flash media at the same time, trying to keep up with version control is crazy. Yeah, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do because I work on something like two. Here, like like I oh, really yeah, in his own capturing, mm-hmm, capturing the moment and writing that out and getting it, you know, from my mind into words. And then I I done captured it so vividly. I'm just like, oh, the song is done, but the song isn't is, hasn't even started yet. You know? I go back two years from then and it's so fresh because of what I wrote. But yeah, like just recently, I got this stack from this place called Magnolia Thunder Pussy. I right, and. and- yeah, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> nutly, <dude>. very <laughs> hard.
1: <laughs> so yeah, you was like, I definitely gotta go in there and see what the fuck going
2: on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Exactly. They had, but the the thing about it, so I think some of these CDs are are fake. I I'm not even scared to say it. I think some of these CDs are bootlegs. Right. Um, which is its own fire ass thing. Yeah, it's a little blue-legged. small niche thing. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Like I got this channel orange one. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Unsealed. I'm pretty sure that's the bootleg, crazy. but it says this made in Mexico. That one is definitely bootleg. I gotta let you know. Mm-hmm. But that's hard. That's hard. But, it's, but it's crazy. Like so, like I'm here in Columbus, Ohio, and they really just felt the need to bootleg and zip up a Frank yeah. Ocean album. Like, yeah. like, okay. Uh what else do I got that's probably a bootleg? I got the Phantom of the Opera. Uh, the, the, I guess this is Whoa. an actual, like, a reading of the um, of the opera and stuff, and, you know, I guess the musical elements. This yeah. one's got, like, a nice double disc and a CD, CD booklet.
0: That's the first yes. play I ever saw. Oh, like, really? Ever. Yeah. My mom was really was into crazy. that joint as a kid, and they had this little summer thing at the school, and she was like, we're going to pay. We're going to go. Mm-hmm. Went to New York and saw that joint. It was very Whoa. edgy. There you go. That nigga yeah. was tapped in. He was in the mirror? <laughs> the mirror fucks me up as a kid, yeah. 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 See, we like that.
2: Yeah, this is fun. It's fun. Um I really I really 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 like pulling music from plays and theater and, you know, sampling from sources that aren't quote unquote songs or albums, you know? Cuz the cuz the thing about it that I find lately that I've been finding is that they treat sound differently than an engineer, a a quote unquote studio engineer would. So I just love the way that, especially when there's like just acapella voice or like light sound design, Mm -hmm. I love just collaging that into my music. Honestly, I barely even like EQ or tweak any of that stuff when I'm taking from those sources because I don't want to, I don't want to change what what that
1: is. Yeah, being specific.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. I got 100% genuine, which is an amazing album. Amazing. This one's got uh, None of Your Friend's Business, What's So Different, So Anxious, Same OG. And he's from um, Camp Springs, Maryland. So um, this is important. Another uh, important thing, when I saw this, I had to buy it, was, oh, this is
0: bootleg too, for sure. If you look at, look at the back right there. <laughs> I love how nice they look. Though. They they look all shiny and crisp. Yeah, like, no, they're, they're straight. They're straight.
2: Like the CD look look legit. You know, they really they
0: yeah, really that, looks hard on
1: that. that looks crazy. That looks crazy. I'm, yeah, I'm they, scared they they to open the Frank mean. Ocean
2: joint. I still haven't opened this. Yeah,
1: don't. You might I have to like hold that for a little longer. longer. Yeah.
2: But with the genuine joint, um, this this this, I have to chop this up at some point once I get it. Once I get a chance. So like, just getting a physical. CD of it kind of to me is giving me permission to chop it up, even though that's not the same as getting like clearance rights yeah, or nothing. Yeah. I've never had a problem with that shit. Like I put P. Diddy on my last album and, you know, clearly he, he won't sign off on it. But um, but for the genuine joint, something that's super duper duper special to me about this is uh, the guitar. And the guitar, um, Timbaland produces obviously, and the guitar is, is, is this guy named Bill Petaway. Who is like my mentor and friend? Um, he's from Annapolis, Maryland, and just the kindest, most soft-spoken person you'd ever dream of. But he did—he was—he was the. You remember those guitar riffs, guitar riffs, and like the Missy Elliott and Aaliyah tracks that Timberland used for that whole era. That's his guitar that he's sampling. He was his studio guitarist, and Man. he's also so he's also an accomplished producer with credits on Justin Timberlake, Aaliyah. Player, you know, static major. Um, he was in the big pimping video. It's
1: <laughs> um,
2: crazy. Yeah, and 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 if I like met and showed you this dude, like uh, honestly, can I pull up like a, a YouTube with him? So you yeah, know, do it, do it, do it. Okay, but all right, I might need permi- permission for the screen sharing. But again, he's like the kindest. He also put me on the modular sense. Um so that just goes to show you. And he also, so his first big hit was Milli Vanilli, the Millie Vanilli record. He produced it a year of before for this band called the New Marks in Baltimore. And it made its way to London. And then Millie Vanilli took it. That became like his first Grammy when it hit. And then he just was in the industry after that. Yeah,
1: he was like, we need that mm-hmm. sound.
2: Mm-hmm. And that sound, so that's like late 80s that then becomes the town, the sound for, you know, that classic Virginia sound from like, Timbaland, Aaliyah, Miss Elliott, Jenny Wine. Like, he also played guitar on like one of my first records that I bought, Ride or Die Bitch, which is like the greatest, the greatest like instrumental in hip hop history. Like. <laughs> so how did you meet them? So I met, I met Bill in the studio at, at Wyndham Road. So there's a studio in Hyattsville, mm-hmm. um, Maryland that he just came to a session and I was already there. And it was crazy because that day, I was wearing like a duck mask. It was like a hyper-realistic duck mask. And they're like, oh man, you, you probably, you'll probably get along with, with um, Bill, I was just like quack, you know, just, like <laughs> just quacking in the studio. Um, and then he came in, man, and then he just was hooked up his gear and he started playing. And it was like four or five of us in a room and I was just, you know, then we just started, you know, talking and became friends. And I asked him on the spot. I was like, Hey, can I, um, record some of this? He was like, it's not, it's not mine. You know, that's what he said to me. And it was crazy because he was playing. Yeah. It was like <laughs> in. in. hold on. I, I want to show y'all that because I have, I have the recording that I made that, that I recorded from him. And i put this in nearly every project, sound design project that I've, um, that I've that I've done. I I, t- I called it Bill Finesse. Y'all have to give me a sec to find uh I yeah,
0: that's true. Bill Padaway.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's just so kind. Oh, and he is the the best guitarist in the world. I have to play you this um play you this song. I finally found a it's, it's called it's it's by a dude named Wes Montgomery. Um I forget the name of the song, but he's playing a cover of it on this video. Let me make sure my audio is set up. Then if we give me a second, then I can play you that thing of his that he let me sample back in 2014, and I've just included it in nearly every project. It's like homage to him. Um, He lives in Miami now, and he's doing pretty well. I I just want y'all to hear his guitar. That's just him like demoing an amp. And then, you know, out of many other songs in his life that he's been a part of, you got this one. Just, like, that whole era, man, of music. And then just, like, you know, how, how, you know, he played that acoustic guitar so beautifully, but also has, like, these mainstream pop record, you know, classics. And then also to be accomplished as, like, an experimental and into the modular sense, that just shows, like, I'm inspired by that for real, for real, you know. Yeah, like some of his hits, "SWV," "Can We Get Kinky," "Total," "What About Us," Snoop Dogg, "What's My Name Part 2. This was actually the rec- one of my first records that I had, and um, then I literally meet the dude like 15 years later playing a Down 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 down.
0: So crazy. I do you like that. <laughs> There's definitely some life path shit. You just come in contact with the elder. That's the super intentional listener. He's like, yeah.
2: <laughs> like that's
0: crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not mine.
2: Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Here's that um thing I was talking about. So I've included this in literally almost every project in some way, shape, or form. I put it on my my first my, not my first project, but my first real project that I really produced for myself instead of like for for other folks, was called Thought Crimes in like 2016. And this was in that, but this was also in all of the commercials I was doing around that time. And I put it in the London Fashion Week joint and i put this, anytime I play it for like, you know, folks are just like, can you please include that in there? So it's from this synthesizer that he had, Mm -hmm. that I was just, he was just playing different snippets, and it would just go to different snippets. And some of it was like a police broadcast. Some of it was like a haunting acapella women's choir. And I was just asking him about it. And I I really have to talk to him about it again, because this this was so long ago. It's like maybe seven, eight years now. But he said that it was over a year's worth of sound (laughs) on this synthesizer that he had. So that really inspired the instrument that I built. And archived with Pioneer Works, which was basically a sampler. Um I'll tell y'all more about that later. We can get into that later. But here's here's this this gem. No. No.
1: No. 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 Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, to me, it sounds like someone just, like some women in a really, really intensely quiet, (laughs) deafeningly quiet, specially treated room repeating the word air and breathing. And then there's like a slight pad or like an alarm kind of sound. But I mean, I I don't know. He was playing like literally a year's worth of stuff. And then this thing came on. I asked that, could I record it? And he said it wasn't his. And so, you know, that really informed my practice. Really, you know, just something that's kind and selfless as that um, also really liberated me from the tyranny of ownership and control.
1: So, what's the process like when you, I guess, decide that you want to put out something, and I guess put that on the marketplace and say this is for sale?
2: Like, what is that? Yeah, um, that to me is traumatic always, because <laughs> you because you because it's never done. Um, the the thing that you want to, I think I think what happens is is, is a, it reaches a point. Where I I'd, I'd say that it would serve it, it would serve the world, and, and it wouldn't serve me no more if I were to release it and then give it to someone and, or to make it available. Now I think there's like so many ways to, um, to define releasing things. Like, I, I did a tape of first off, I, w- I was at Pioneer Works in New York for like an uh, art residency. Um, We can talk about how I got there later, because that's another entire crazy, like, story. Um, It's actually kind of crazy. And I've just started talking about it. I was keeping it quiet for like two years, but it was just a weird experience with like surveillance, capitalism, and and it has to do with the protests and being in Seattle and being Black in the middle of all of that. And uh, yeah, so, but anyway, I... I found myself applying to these residencies that I got recommended to by a person that, um, was pretty closely connected with them. Um, not the Pioneer works, but the, uh, factory Berlin one. So that's, that's one thing that I learned is, you know, you got a better chance of getting something when you kind of have a foot in the door, you know, instead of sending like cold shots, I try to shoot high percentage shots, shoot layups instead of like half court shots in in terms of like, um,
0: trying to get out. Oh, to Tony, um, we about to reach one of the time markers. I don't want you to have to cut your comment. There you go. Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: You're speaking to trauma and you're speaking about your experience. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all traumatic, dog. I'm literally just perceiving right now. You know, how folks be like, I'm literally just vibing right now. I just, like, for <laughs> now what I'm going to say, I'm literally just perceiving right now.
1: I feel it. I feel it.
2: Uh-huh. When I decide that, like, I want to drop something, uh, it's crazy because, you know, I haven't gotten into the point in my career where, you know, I... where I have the representation to do the dropping on my behalf, and I feel like we, we, built, the, we built the building blocks with that, with, et cetera, and we have to... um continue laying the bricks for that, because that could honestly, you know, alleviate a lot of the stress and, you know, like, I just am generally pretty anxious. So when I'm about to drop something, I get anxious. And then after I drop something, I feel overexposed and exhausted (laughs) (laughs) and just feel just drained. But, um, like with the Pioneer Works joint, I knew that I was going to do that set. I knew I was going to build an instrument for that set, and I had to document that, but I also knew that with the music, the music wasn't done yet, even though I was performing it as if it was a poem or or like a a play. I called it a, a modular opera, is what I call uh, that that performance at Ace Hotel Brooklyn for Pioneer Works residency in January. Um, but but yeah, so 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 with this, I was like, how can I release this performance? How can I give folks, you know, that's tapped in with me a reason to stay tapped in, but be also some fire ass merch, which I love doing fire ass merch or art object or whatever. So I decided I will go with the VHS. Um, the VHS format allowed me to release those songs without putting them on a streaming service. So A, the folks who get the tape, they're going to see the songs evolve they're going to see the version on the tape perform live, and then they're going to hear the studio version. And, and you know what I'm saying? Hopefully that'll be enough for them to stay locked in with me. Um, But I was also able to get the Pioneer Works store to carry them in the store, too. So I I just like having physical, tangible media um, in my hand because, like, I grew up with CDs. You know, I grew up with tapes. I grew up with the lyric books and stuff like that. So it's important to honor that tradition to me. But also we live in a very unique area uh era where there is no popular um physical medium for mm-hmm. music it's your phone your phone is also your journal at times your phone is also so many other things at once it's not a dedicated thing for music like a walkman or mini disc player or a cd player or is. a
1: stem player
2: or a stem player you know stem player is cool um i mean <laughs> It's good. It's it's okay that you know teenage engineering is is reaching into a more, um, I, I would say that's more mainstream industry for real for real, especially for a teenage engineering, right? Like that, that's who did the stem player, right? I think
1: uh, with Kanye is the Kano Labs.
2: Oh, labs. it's not
1: teenage
0: no. engineering. No, teenage engineering just dropped the the mini the mini mixer. Yeah, they just so the the T
1: six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. um, Yeah, it got it has a mixer on it
2: and shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. You know what, I'm, I'm confusing that because yesterday I was in Detroit and um, I just, me and my girl just say, all right, we're gonna make a quick trip to Detroit, partially because it's so fucking dry here in Ohio. I love Ohio, like I fuck with Ohio, but weed's not legal here. So we had to make that trip to Detroit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Get> <laughs> yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah. I think I posted across the border, Philly's most wanted joint into my, my story just to, because it was, a <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. When I was there, I went to this record store uh, not I went to this used instrument store, um, that my man Trill Gunderson, um, he put me on to, he's like a disc jockey in Detroit and shit. So, um, and runs like a, I think, yeah, I think, I think he will call himself a DJ. Um, so I went to this joint called third wave music and they had like some new teenage engineer shit, but it was really small. It was really small in there. And and then the dude running the store, he was just like, I was like, okay, is there any record stores you recommend me around here? He was like, to be honest, all the ones I rec- will recommend to you were open 10 years ago. I was like, damn. Man, that's like a global <laughs> phenomenon, bro. Like all boutique sound stuff is just really not existing no more.
0: Yeah. It's, wow. It's odd. Me and Xavier talk about this in general with just like, art appreciation no matter what the realm is rather it be visual just art music theater just like the amount of access just being super detrimental to supporting super specific niches that actually mm-hmm. were important for the greater productivity of shit like mm-hmm. it's crazy like not a lot of people you know what i'm saying know what simps even are but we all love funk music like i think Right. I had an old head like really sit down and talk to me about that like a couple years ago. And it was just so fascinating to me because like I draw and shit. So yeah. my relationship to things is always like somebody made that. Yeah. But the older I get and, you know, especially being from where we're from, the more I'm seeing being someone that gets to travel and shit is like people do not be giving a fuck about their objects at all. Like nah, not just... even the objects that aren't tangible. It's like the ones that you <laughs> that you don't even have to hold people mm-hmm. don't even be giving a fuck about and don't understand what that communicates about themselves, you know, like mm-hmm. it's great we get to curate our sound landscape every day, but do you really like just yeah. shit like that like yeah, oh,
2: it's odd it's odd, so you know i I mean I was in I was in so I was in Detroit, and obviously you know I'm not like I don't know the spots to know, and I only asked about a few things mm-hmm. um but I did wonder around a bit after i left that because i had such a pleasant experience with the brother that was running the third wave music at you know he was, he was running it he was, he was talking about sound i asked him if he had you know any music i could check and he was just like nah dude, that was cool too you know what i'm saying like usually anyone working at it used instrument stores and like 10 ba- 10 bands and and shit but um nah so we just walked around the block and saw this sign for a yard sale um so i just walked to That ended up being like 10 minute walk, walked around, walking around Detroit, walking to this yard sale. And um, there it was like the Holy Grail of like slightly damaged records and weird posters and clothes. And it was in a very dark building that probably, you know, had some health issues going on in there. But it was fucking awesome. You know, I found like crazy um dvd that i posted let me see if i um i don't know i just be finding stuff but then i just i have to get it okay um, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll never be here again in this position to find this it's like flcl the digital animation by guy next gai oh the fully
0: Cooley record yeah that's a good record i saw that on your story i was like oh shit That's hard. I did not see that. The spoons, the band that does all the music for that fucking show, really fucking good music. Tony. Oh,
2: great, great. I love this, man. That makes me so happy to have found this. Like, this is like the source material that I want to draw from. Like, when I'm just because I was in Detroit at this time, and this DVD happened to be in a stack of boxes that I looked at. So it's yeah. So it's important for me to like chop that kind of stuff up and put it in the projects. Mm-hmm. Now I say that and then I'll have the project done and then if if I, if I listen to it like one time too many, then it's old to me and I, and I don't want to drop it. So I'm trying to grow uh-huh. out of that. I'm trying to grow uh-huh. out of that.
1: Well, I mean, you got so much work. That's why I was kind of curious. I'm like, what's that? What's even that? You know, you got stuff from years ago that you still fuck with. You like, let me add some more shit to that, and now it gets to a point where it's like, I'm, I don't even need this for myself anymore. I, I can share this. Like, mm-hmm. it's important to share. How that do you stuff even be it. like? I guess how do you put a name on that? How do you group that with other tracks that may have taken a similar process, or may have just you know one track that's super fresh that spawned all this other mm-hmm. like.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the kill, man, because then it becomes a chicken and the an egg kind of shit. It was like, all right, this one song was definitely a segue into a new phase, a new sound for me. But if you I feel like I'm trying to drop this stuff that I'm working on literally next month because you because for one thing, drum cadences change like they change. So if you dropping something that's, you know, got a modern drum cadence, it's only gonna be modern for like six, eight months, for real, for real, to be honest. And that, that's the, you way know, the new you listen to yeet? Not yet. Not yet. Bro, totally different drums on that. You see what I mean?
1: Like
2: totally different. And yeah. so how do I look? Even though, you know, this song, I made it a year and a half ago and it's, and it's paved the way for a new sound for me, but it's still a year and a half old. You know, like, so, so, so lately I've been making songs that don't have drums at all. <laughs> like, that's my only way to get around it. Like, to try to make something timeless is to make something that can't be, you know, pinpointed to a certain, a certain time frame drum programming cadence kind of thing.
1: But don't um, you think there are like, the? don't you think there are drums that kind of beat that test, like, oh, of, of their... You know what I mean? It's you know,
2: push and tease, push. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's always gonna be. You know what I'm saying? So, but but he but his bars on it is kind of what makes. Yeah, it That's bars, true. His bars is what make it rhythmical. Like the voice is very much a rhythmic instrument to me. Like you could have a a beat, you know, a track with just you know a, a solid sample, the 808s, and and it's really going loop, even if it's like a 16 or 32 bar loop. The variation in the vocal tone is what makes it swing. So, like that's that's a that's a whole never, a whole never beast, you know. And the Showboat does that on our music very because because you know I don't give them some we the the songs we haven't been dropping have not been overly complex. The stuff we made when when we was younger was overly complex on the production side. And and you know I wish I had stripped that down looking hindsight, but I'm also glad that we dropped it when we dropped it and we didn't wait two years to drop it and and then your whole
1: philosophy changed and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah, yeah, that chicken and egg situation
2: Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and you know it gives us a point to grow from if you actually drop it if you never drop it you can't really grow grow from that point at least at least that's how i feel i mean obviously you know like you do grow but you mean like to feel it to see it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly and then the whole process of releasing too like that's that's another thing that's separate from making, that's that's
0: completely separate from making the music. The art of the drop. The art of the drop is very intense, yeah. That's the A,
1: that's the name of your book. We might have to censor that. The
0: art of the drop.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. All right, we like
0: that. Like, Like like that's
1: that's very hard. Like, the art of the drop?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because it literally is its own art form. Like, me and Xavier, we go back and forth all the time of, like, I'm not going to be the nigga in the friend group that keeps saying he's going to drop. Like, <laughs> like, like, literally, I'm, I'm gonna... like,
1: working through shit every day. I'm, like, bro, just <laughs> let me catch the sounds I need to catch. Yeah. Get them out of my way. Let other people, you know what I mean, digest so I can, you know what I mean, getting back to it. And,
0: but it's also fucked up because I feel like any time that I have dropped something, I didn't even want to drop that shit. I just felt like <laughs> guilt c- compelled. Like even like when I first dropped Palacio, like I told you, I called Xavier. I was in the airport. I'm sitting like in the terminal, like waiting to take off. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just like, I'm listening to this shit over and over again on my laptop. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up. If I'm still fucking with this shit when I wake up, yeah, I'm going to drop it. Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. And like that was not the process for the deluxe at all. Like I felt like I was like, I was sitting on this shit for so long, for like a half a year, just because there was shit in my own personal life that I was like, I'm not about to do these niggas dirty. I need this shit to come out respectfully for other niggas. Yeah. And that shit like was giving me so much anxiety. I was like, yo, I used to see niggas at the party, you know what I'm saying? Like end up putting a track in just the playlist just to see. Why would I be like, yeah, you know, it's coming. I'm sorry, I paid you. It's okay.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's <laughs> you know, it's no, no, no. That that's important thing is to do good business, and to, but but also for folks to know if they're collaborating with you, that ultimately if it's your name on the on the project, that you know, we it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? May it may or may not may or may not come out, and uh, you can't have can't have folks really, you know, relying on you to use your, I mean, I mean, it's kind of, it kind of works both ways. I think that's something that has to be communicated on between folks like, all right, cool. When you drop this, then I'm gonna leverage that and drop this. And then, you know, hopefully we'll meet we'll cross paths again in the future or something, but it's, it, I don't know. It, it, it is complex. The art of the drop, man, it's complex. It's complex because at the age I am, you know, I, I don't want to tell my supporters of my fan base to check for something unless it's thoroughly vetted, you know? And um, even, you know, I kind of wish I had started doing that at an earlier age, but I also never really been crazy about releasing stuff. I always find different ways to subvert the, the release, whether that's making it a VHS or or putting it on a cassette tape of collage music. One big thing, one thing that I would do a lot is I would take, um, tapes that already existed. So like right now over there in the corner, I see Sleepless in Seattle. And you cover the tabs on the top of it and pop it into the tape player, plug your aux or your you know, eighth inch cord into it. And you can record over any, any cassette tape just by covering up those tabs. That's one thing that I, that I would do to folks. Um, I learned that technique with help through a friend named Jesse in Seattle. And um, then I just kind of just, you know, made, made my own spin on it and just yeah. started going ham. But like, I'll give somebody like a Commodore's tape with Max Res the font on it, and then the rest of it is the Commodore's. I can't, you can't do that with digital yeah. music. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that with, with, with Apple Music. You can't do that with Spotify. So I think that that, give, that gives me a place in people's heart that's different than, you know, just... And it allows me to release music that has old drum cadences. It's like, nah. it's like nah. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, I definitely be using... Sometimes I just... Lately, the songs I've been writing have been full-fledged songs, and I'm not really even obscuring my voice at all, which is something that I'm definitely afraid of, but I'm also very proud of. Um, But, but I've also just been using, you know, fucking stock loops that come with a piece of hardware, too, and just rocking with that.
0: I'm curious, Tony, what's, like, your... Because just from the way you move through the world and how you speaking about this shit and from what I know about you, I can tell like you, there's a certain level of care and generosity as a viewer and listener that you're tapped into. I mean, that's part of the reason why, you know, we're interacting on this fucking plane. It's like oh, God. niggas who care. But I'm curious what Tony Cruz, the artist or the idea of Tony Cruz that's being contextualized by all this shit that you're doing, is that like dissonant from yourself? Is that like a hyperbolic version of like how you would like to move? Because it seems like there's so much Mm. elusiveness that's intentional that I can't say that it's shyness or I can't say, as a viewer at least, I can't say that as you attempting to get out of the way. It's kind of like, if you're gonna go on this ride with me, I need to make sure you'll fit, you know, match your mind. I think that's like the type of energy that it has. But I'm curious, is that something that's like by design of the character or silhouette of Tony Cruz? Or is that just you as the type of viewer you are, the your intimate relationship to listen to how, how you want that to look like in your life? Like, what is that? Like, what is yeah. that?
2: Man, that's, a, that's, a, that's so well-worded. Um, I think, you know, it is genuine, it is definitely genuine. Um, I think in using my my family nickname, Tony, in it, it, it it made it very hard, very early for me to distinguish the artistry from, you know, me as a person and me as who I've, I've always been. Um, I'm definitely, you know, nice and caring, but I'm also really introspective to a degree. And I also, don't like social media, but I have to use it. (laughs) Um, You know, I just got to like, A, I enjoy it, um, but B, I wish that there was a different way for me to go about things. So I just try to subvert it in ways that make sense. And that's natural to me. One way that I do that, that I have done it. And, you know, if I, you ask my friends about it and artists that I collaborated, they're like, why do you do this? Stop doing this, but I can't help doing it is, I feel like I feel like I feel naked when folks are looking at my content and stuff that I post and that I share that I've spent so much time on. And they just I, I can see I can see how it's interacted with and I don't like that all the time. So I just have this habit of shrinking my social media following because I just don't even see it as. A valid reflection of who I am as, as an artist, you know. Like I, I, I can see who's tapped in with me, who engages with my stuff, and who doesn't. And um, so I'm not shy to exercise the tools of social media People on
1: social media
2: to 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 continue to make my music precious and um, not accessible. <laughs> You know, like, I don't care. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not here to be cloned and copied. That hurts, <laughs> I, you know, um, but I'm also, I'm also really highly influenced by a very small group of folks, you know? So um, I don't want to damage that and I don't want to compromise that. So I just try to keep them myself. I really do. I try to produce the best music I can for folks whose message I believe in. And then I also just am not for everybody. I'm not accessible to everybody.
1: Now, okay, okay. This is great, bro. Now, what do you tell the Tony Cruz fan who's like, nigga, I want everybody to know. I need everybody so I can get more from you as an audience
2: member. I I wish my supporter would tell me that. You
1: know, if they... Were I'm talking. one person. I feel like the go-go... <laughs> look, I'm going to take this time. The what you like, remix. Go-go, that... I literally listened to that joint this morning. That joint, <laughs> like, literally has spawned so many just different thoughts. Literally, yeah. like... That,
2: that, just, that, that, okay, that yeah. music is important to me. And I will say I got that that era of stuff. I mean, dog, you know I got 20 20 unreleased cuts. You know what I'm saying? Like I got them. Uh,
1: I feel because like do not make this a Dilla situation where a got to drop your tapes post. Like it'd be no, like
2: 70 and shit. not gonna have to do that because I'm responsible now and I'm not blacking out and I'm not doing all all sorts of dumb shit that, I, that I've, you know, done for a little bit. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, TLB actually liked the, um, the sample the sample one the under joint and that's like the only track on soundcloud that they like so that stamped that for me um once that once that once they they, i saw that they liked it and you know i i asked for permission if it was cool or something i I may have i may have asked for forgiveness instead of permission but um when they liked it that was a that was a stamp me. yeah i mean the only reason i don't drop more of that stuff now is because I'm not DJing, and other folks are starting to do the slow bounce. I mean, not just the slow bounce, but the go-go edits. The first one I made, though, was in 2006, to be honest. Like, the very first one was, like, Rare Essence and a Justin Timberlake track or something like that. And, oh, 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 so here's the big reason, though, why I don't drop so many of those is because I don't know the bands personally, and um, I don't want I don't ever want it to get so big that it feels like it could get appropriated or, you know, or bastardized or something like that. So everything was cool with the under joint. Everything was cool with the what you like. When I was doing DJ sets from 2015 to 2019, I put them joints into my live set. So if you ever saw me live, then you would have heard like whatever I was listening with the with the bounce beat. You know, chopped into it, and that and that and that break that I was using actually came from the ninety three point nine WKYS SoundCloud. They had this. They had the studio session where they where T.O.B. came and performed live, and mm-hmm. that joint was recorded so clean. I need to meet wow. that engineer. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And that drum loop is fucked up because it's like not a even to the click four bars. So you know, you gotta finesse it to keep it. Keep it going, Keep it, but, yeah. but I've been DJing since, you know, middle school. So, you know, I got my first set of turntables a long, long, long time ago. So I've been DJing with records for a while. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess the only reason why I didn't drop so many of them is because I was also working with a whole bunch of artists at that time, too. I was working with Sir SirEU. Um, I was doing the commercials and stuff. Me, EU. Pat and Napa had, like, a group called Delta 7 that we re- we, we released music as. Um, what else was I doing? So is that...
1: You You release music with them. Is that more chops on your end, or are you live instrumentation?
2: Oh, yeah, live drums.
1: Live yeah. drums. Let's and, get the go-go. And... Tony, we need <laughs> your... You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, no, you, you don't even hear what I'm saying. I want... The way you arranged the sounds, okay. I I, <laughs> I, I appreciate the samples. Bruh, bruh. I could go listen to them. You can you could probably I go exactly. and listen to Tony's. Nah. It, That's it, what it, I'm saying. Dead ass. I'm like, first of all, the chops is crazy, but on the respective, I definitely hear that like because you don't know who who, could, who was on the drums that day.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, right. exactly. It's things, little things like that. Like, it's under the umbrella of T.O.V., but, but Gogo's bands are famous for having so many drummers come in and out. And then the drummer that I really know and work with drums for TC. He drums for TCB. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I don't chop that up because he don't really play with them no more, but we're still in touch. We're friends. We're like, Nah,
1: That's on me. Yeah, yeah.
2: But um, but no, no, no. Honestly, I think like if if you hear something, you could do it. You know what I'm saying? You can just chop up, chop up the drums. Ask for forgiveness and not permission. I know that there's somebody, but you know they. The, the th- another thing is that I never had those shots. The thim, 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 I never had those shots. They were on like a, a floppy disk that the bands put, pass around. Right, right. And I never performed with none of the bands close enough to get that disc that with the actual, actual shots. On. Mm-hmm. And I and I might even be leaking information by saying that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I guess it's straight, it's definitely straight on this podcast. Yeah. It's definitely good here. That's not something that I want to say to like enough
0: to though, for But look though, to Xavier's point, though, I think what he is talking about and what I'm about to touch on is nigga, we need the Tony relics. Like <laughs> on some real shit. Like we can make, we can make things. Making things is easy. Like, communication about it is just confidence. Like, everything else is just kind of, like, being honed in, human enough to, like, be receptive to other people's textures and touch. And I think, like, specifically, yo, there's a certain etiquette, just as a viewer, that I be picking up on with the sampling, Tony. Mm. The sampling. <laughs> where on your relic tip, that will be hard. Okay. But I'm also curious, too, like, what's your relationship to that? Cause we're also people that believe in intimate drops, like between friends amongst colleagues. Like Mm -hmm. I've been trying to be in the habit recently of just reaching out to people who I find intriguing and be like, yo, I find you intriguing, let's chat. Like just like that, like, but I'm curious what's that's like from somebody like you where you're also working in a professional sphere where you're having to communicate with people and bandwidth is a thing. And we've already established that you kind of gotta duck off to make shit. Like, period. You can't really like make shit and be taken in hella shit. Like, so how do you how do you do that? Like, what's
1: is Yeah, it just- like bro, you're first of all, the shit that you chose in this year, like it's all it's a selection, but it's already so loaded, just like if we like if we start on your website, you know what I so mean? Just I'm like, okay, like. Who, like, where do I go? Where, where does I don't know where
2: Tony wants me to go.
1: Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I think I don't know where I want folks to go, and 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 it's showing. But I, but there's so many, parts, <laughs> there's so many parts of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, I, right. like, like my employer doesn't see my Instagram, but but I may have told them a few things during an interview that you know if they were listening that they could, that they could you know, maybe ask me if I can do for them. I feel like, I feel like the, the thing that I've gotten, I, the, like some of the, the language that I use when I'm communicating with brands and stuff is like, do you want to bring someone on board who, you know, who pays as much attention to sound as you do to every other detail of the art of the drop? And, um, with that, you know, as a producer and a longtime music listener and maker, my music is so densely, each moment kind of does really get densely loaded with all my different values and stuff. Like, here, I'll play something real
0: quick. Make sure this is on. I want you to know that we read that as, as listeners. Like, it's being communicated. Just sidebar. Okay.
2: Well, that's amazing. Um, and I, and I need to hear that, and I appreciate you know. Um, that being said, um, second death. yeah. So like <laughs> the music. So when you're listening to my music, you'll hear a a few different things going on. Like you'll hear maybe some abrasive sampling, and then oh, okay, we got another notice. Um, you hear some abrasive sampling, but another thing that I've been doing that folks can hear but can't really understand is I've been dividing the the measure. By like a quarter, so like instead of going one two three four and the span that a song will go one two three four one, it'll it'll just go to three and then start over at one. And this is like an example of that technique at work um, right here. Oh, this and and you know sampling techniques and um, obviously just like regular beat shit too. But
1: there's here Please now, girl This again, now I'm all yours. And here so now, girl. All yours. I'm his fate. here now, girl.
0: yours. It's all yours, I'm all
2: yours. If you're indoors now, I'm trying to see So, yeah, even in like that, shortly like, brown. That, that, we need that. I need to walk to CBS today. Mike. Exactly. No. Okay. All right. I feel you. I feel you. Exactly said, what we happened.
1: need the, uh, at least, at least okay, okay, the so streamers, it... the streamers need one. They need at least one just fully, you know what? I'm going to give y'all the one. Because
0: you one can give album. us the big-ass Tony mixtape. Like That would be crazy. However it. you choose to do it. However you choose. Because look, look, me and Xavier always talking about this. Like, we can't speak for the niggas that are just looking for music in their car. Okay? I don't have context for that. Right? I can't that, but we can talk about the playlist, niggas. The niggas that's going on dates. The niggas that's alone in yeah. the world, nigga. Yeah. The niggas in the studio. Yeah. We need niggas who just headphones all day. Literally. Yeah. We, yeah.
2: And we and it's kind of foul for me to not to me to have it and then to just hold on to it. I guess I guess. So here's this. What do y'all think? And honestly, I'm just. I, I want. I like how. Have y'all heard the artist Baby X also? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah bro each each joint on her on her apple music is a different picture, mm-hmm. and then my man tyrus uh care of he just started releasing music and he each song he has is like a different picture so I'm getting close there because the the game the elite innovators in the game and and innovators that are my friends and that are like people that I really love are starting to do this and i think that, that i think before now I didn't have I I was so worried about maybe artwork or some other aspect of it, but now I can do a a different picture for each track. And I think that is going to allow me to not pigeonhole my, because, you know, it's kind of that thing where like, you know, you make beats for somebody and if you name the song King Express, when you send it to a rapper, a lot of times they rap about King Express.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I didn't want like my artwork. I, I feel like I just grew up listening to compilations so mm-hmm. that's why the, the music, title wasn't so it's, it, yeah and, and it's just like various artists and so I may, I create from all these different aspects of view and sound and it and I may make you know 10 songs in a week that don't sound nothing alike so I'm always worried about just a single image to bring that together I don't even know if that exists for me but now I love the idea and in addition to the encouragement that y'all have given me I love the idea of different releases, just singles. And a show actually, you know, a show actually said this when he before he just started going the spree of terrorizing Apple music that he's been on lately. Um he said, you know, just drop singles. Well I just love albums and I love making albums.
0: Too. I wanna affirm two things right now that can exist simultaneously because we are gonna glitch out and I wanna sure. get this in for we No, we're we're pretty much close to time, so I
1: think we'll finish like with two minutes But...
0: Yeah, but I still want to jump back on one more just so we can make sure Tony gets communication probes out, and niggas know how to reach him. But I'm curious, like, and I'm just, and I'm saying this as somebody that's acknowledging that you are older than us, because I think we talked to a lot of y'all that very talented, very hardworking, but had to be honed in in a specific way, because the outlets look different. Mm -hmm. At the time period that y'all was coming into it is that it's a lot of young niggas, it's a lot of older, it's a lot of people out here in general that feel like what they're waiting for isn't out yet or what they're waiting for doesn't exist yet. And something me and Xavier, and this shit is painful, I think, for all of us that, because we don't want to have to be the one that, Set shit up, yeah. that, that sets shit up for other niggas like, like us. We just want to enjoy. Like It seems like you're the type of nigga like us. Like At the end of the day, we like making shit, but I just want to see tight shit. Yeah, I just want to see tight shit and have real conversations. And I feel like, Tony, you might be in that position right now where the type of sonic architecture that you're doing and the way that it could affect natural people's landscapes and shit like that, like we tell our show about the same thing, there might not be a blueprint for that. And I'm letting you know, as a nigga who's younger than you, who like grew up going to some of the parties y'all niggas was throwing, and now I'm out in the world moving around and shit, the specifics around that are so nuanced and so rich that like, you might as well just like send it. Like you might as well just send it. Cause I'm letting you know, any anytime I hit you up on Instagram and I'm like, Tony, that's fucking going. I need that. And you send me that fucking wave file? Nigga, i have be cranking that joint for months. Yo, <laughs> like, like, dead that, and, and, and this goes for any, he, the bro, life. this
1: nigga is dark. This nigga, literally, this man is so dark. He will be like, bro, let me listen to that. Like, let's look. bro, this man has <laughs> albums of all his friends, different little, like, he's, he's, I'm like, I don't even have that anymore. Like, but also to speak more specifically on the title thing, like, Mia, I'll speak for my, like, my whole background to artists has been visual art, so I've always been conditioned to kind of, if I'm going to share, you know, you need a title, like, you need a, there's an association with what you call it mm-hmm. to the piece, and then there's also this understanding that, like, sometimes you don't, you aren't calling it, it's someone else that actually found it yeah. years after you were dead, and there wasn't a name for it, so now we're using context of the image or maybe words that some other niggas was writing about your shit, like. Mm -hmm. So there's that too. Um, Something that I'm sure you already do outside of like the typing and releasing is like, just using loose definitions of whatever it is you're working on. Like this is just me sketching or like, this is a compositions, composition with score of like what it should be like when I'm running or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like, for sure. I think, why can't those be your titles? Like, being very, I mean, overt if it needs to be mm-hmm. just about the music, just about what you're listening to. You, That's know?
2: you know, I didn't, I didn't understand. I did honestly, I'd be so in my head, I didn't realize that the interest from there. Because you get so much, you can only get so much from social media. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Y'all just really just got me thinking, yeah, I kind of just want to drop all this shit. I had, like, I realized when I was putting together samples and stuff I wanted to show you, I had, like, 17,
0: 17 tracks.
1: Instead. You had a good slew. Like, really, yeah. to select
0: don't, Look, depending okay. on where the conversation took mm-hmm. You said you got options, yo. Like, the fact that you got on the call I was like, yeah, you could pick any of those. That's a nigga who wants <laughs> to share music. Yeah. I'm, just, yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> yo.
2: But just, just hasn't saying. figured out
0: how to
2: yet. Yeah. 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 I think, I think it. I have to, I have to always be able, I I. You know what, No, nah, no, nah, this is it. This is it. I have to get out of the habit of having just control and the ability to snatch stuff back once i start feeling insecure Mm -hmm. about it it's a battery pack in my bag now i'm ready to just go ahead just you know pass this stuff along so i've been working with my boy rob oliver his um stage name is no ground and project name is no ground and um He's been helping mix a lot of stuff. He, but you know who's mixes have been? Uh, Shovel's mixes have been very clean.
0: Shovel's mixes have been very clean. He's
2: been very, I mean, <laughs> that man's had time. he been... <laughs> <laughs> That
1: last joint, like, No
2: Shade joint is. No, that super joint's
1: super clean.
2: And I just be giving them the MP3s, bro. Like, I, you don't even be asking for, like, the. the stems and I, or nothing? Like that. No, I just Compressed the, I don't know. I don't know. I used to be mixing this stuff. Now we mixing it. Now, my dad I have asked him to mix some of my stuff.
1: That's hey, it's a back and forth. It's a back and forth. It's yeah. an
2: exchange. That's a, good, that's, a good, that's a good brotherhood and friendship, though. For real. You know, I could talk all day about that. And Mason, too. I'm yeah. Yeah, we, we... I don't He's know if you like that
1: episode. We, we talked to him, too. Yeah. He's a genius. He's a genius.
2: Straight up. Mm-hmm. He's funny, too.
1: <laughs> <That's
2: really laughs> cool. that nigga is hilarious yeah, yeah, that's,
1: yeah, that's he had a diet
2: him you know sir he shouldn't nobody be that like witty shouldn't nobody be that witty it's, it's well
1: he he gives credit to his partner on a lot of fronts I With respect that. to them yeah um shit before we wrap up is there anywhere we should be listening what we should be listening to right now, looking out for? Oh yeah. Where can we find everything?
0: Can we yeah. buy anything from you? Mm-hmm. You got stuff you want to leave niggas with? You got little meditations, little gems? Proverbs.
1: You
0: know? proverbs. <laughs> Pro- no, proverbs. <laughs> Give us the proverbs, though
2: <laughs> or making or being English. Yeah, I mean this, I would just tell people to continue perceiving. <laughs> Keep perceiving. I got No Shade with Shovel out on all streaming services. I got It Became Real with Just C.X out on all streaming services. Um, my website has you know a bunch of my credits, so www.tonycruz.com. It's got a whole bunch of uh, different tracks. There's a link to pretty much everything on there somewhere. If you have the time to look at it, it's, it's going to be there. And then, you know, I got some of my own stuff that, you know, I'm definitely, definitely working on and finishing. Um, I think some of the stuff will work really good for film, but I also just wanna go ahead and just drop the singles. And um I, I definitely would like to even maybe like preview one of them joints.
0: Yeah, I know, mean so please.
2: I sure. It's also a thing where people have they'll drop a few singles and
1: then the singles will be on the album. Sure.
0: I just also yeah. want to say, too, on the film tip, like, I would love for us to get back to that at least Black arts relationship, because I definitely do think arts is international. But that specific PG, D&D frequency of, like, FUBU, like, that vibe of, like, mm-hmm. nigga, if it's for film, it could still be for film. Like, that's something exactly. so beautiful about, like, having the track out. You look in a couple of years later, you like, this shining in the Black romance film. Uh-huh. This joint in the fucking negro thriller.
2: <laughs> it's got to get up there to, in order to get licensed, though. It's got to be out there for. Me. Yeah, yeah.
1: You mm-hmm. know?
2: I worked with a director in um, New York to do sound for this film called Magic Ring. Um, it's coming out. It's going to be in Black Star Film Festival, and I think he submitted it to a few other uh, film festivals as well. So you know, look out for that. I did the sound design and I contributed to the score for that. And then yeah, I'm just working on some new stuff so here's this one i'll play a snippet of this joint it's called adult entertainment and um yeah you know the working title for the album is evanescence you know that could change but it feels good for now so i leave y'all with with this joint right here (laughs) On the guitar, Mark Block on the drums, uh Cinefact, Renee Audane on the bass line. And yeah, man, that's you know that's from my
0: next project. Nigga, that shit was jiggy as fuck. Like that shit was crazy. All right, okay. Tony Cruz next project. Tony
2: How Cruz. Hey bless y'all though for real for you know this has been a super rewarding prolific experience. And I'm just blessed, you know, and anything, you know, that I can offer y'all in terms of, you know, brotherhood and mentorship, you know, I'm here for 150%. And also, as a fan and supporter of the way that y'all carry yourselves and do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we locked in.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that means Great a you. lot. Yeah, it really does. Great. We man. appreciate you sharing space with us. But also, nigga, like, as you come through and continue to migrate through North America, when you come past Chicago, when we cross past other places, like, let's get up, like, legit. Yeah, like, for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks yeah. again, bro. Thank you so thanks much. Again. Stay blessed, y'all. Nice. Peace. Amen. Yeah, stay Peace. safe out here.
0: Thank y'all for listening. As always, this is Sometimes You're the Frog.